Welcome to Clearing the Air. My name is Sasha Sidek, and I have a lovely guest today. Um, Kane is an agenda art worker, body worker, sex worker, and cultural consultant based in Nam. They are the founder of All Rounder at Kabik Art Party and currently studying HAPT with Hype Access based on Turtle Island. They like sky gazing, music, and rubbing their face in their cat's belly. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome. You know why I went straight um to you because it's your track here. Let's let's talk about your track here. <laughs> it's it's amazing. It's October Trap ish. W I P. Sheena Pala. Yes. So you. Create this track from scratch. Yep, yep. And they were doing like a production camp, and it was a free product music production camp that went for like seven days. So I was out here getting up at like midnight, smashing coffees, and like trying to figure out how to use these programs. Right. Um, and this was, this is probably the track that I'm happiest with. But everyone's like, Kane, learn to side chain. And I'm like, what is that? Oh. <laughs> it's amazing. I, I, I also listened to the other track that you sent me. Um, so this is available on SoundCloud. Yeah, you can just stream it and listen to okay, it. Okay, how do people find you? Um, well, the best way to do it is to go to my Instagram, which is Beyonce's Knees, Please. Okay. <laughs> and then you <laughs> you can click the link tree and it'll be under the Musical Experiments tab. Nice. Okay. Send you right to my link. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so before we start, we would like to acknowledge that this event and all the work that we undertake as a crew happens on a stolen land. Mm-hmm. We wish to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation are the traditional custodians of this land we call now Melbourne. Mm. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging. Always was and always will be Aboriginal, Aboriginal land. land. Gang, gang. And we also would like to extend our respect to our trans elders, past and present. Yay. Yes. <laughs> so it's so good to see you again <laughs> in the studio. Yes. <laughs> And you know today is all about sex. All about sex yes, baby. baby. Let's talk about you, you and, and me. Your money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think because I'm getting to know you and the work that you've done and the the sexy um Kane on Instagram. Oh my gosh. I've been following you. It's like, my God, this person is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so let's start with um Let's let's dive into sex work, right? Yeah, let's let's talk it. about Where sex work. All right, so you know, um, you know, sex working. Uh, sorry, in Victoria is um, mm. decriminalized. Yes, and uh, <laughs> there's the going to be a few changes in. I, I believe it's in May, and then mm-hmm. the full changes will be at the end of the year. Yep. So, do you think, um, as a sex worker, is there any difference for you? I mean, um, with the decriminalization here in um, Victoria. Yes, definitely. Um, for me specifically, because I was actually outed as a sex worker during like a conference <laughs> that I was speaking at um, in front of enough influential people that it wasn't necessarily a good idea for me um, for like a sex worker justice framework to be like, oh, no, you know, and try to like 
come from, I guess, like a shame-based thing. So I physically, um, as a person of African descent and like somebody who really just stands out, I guess, like feel a lot safer knowing that I have some sort of legs to stand on in case, you know, things go bad. Having said that, though, uh, (laughs) it doesn't doesn't really change too much for me. but being able to actually have conversations with other workers because the decrim is like a good step, but it, I think it actually kind of em- will empower workers with the privilege of like permanent residency and citizenship yeah. to back up migrant sex workers. And because yeah. not everybody's covered by decrim. So I think that if we're looking like from a futurist perspective, yeah. then we're going to be able to defend the people who need it a bit more from, mm. from a, a stronger like front line. Yeah. Mm. I think for the trans perspective, trans uh, sex workers perspective, mm. it doesn't change much for us because, mm. you know, we've been doing, <laughs> we are survivors <laughs> because you know what? <laughs> we've been breaking the laws for so long. We need, we have, we have to do sex work because there's no employment for many mm. of us, especially mm-hmm. for my generation and also the older yeah. generation. There's no employment yeah. for trans, trans women. So mm-hmm. that's a sex work is the only way we can make money in this mm-hmm. only way how we can survive. Mm-hmm. So there was no discrimination. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, there's no decriminalization de- mm-hmm. at that time. So mm-hmm. I think some sex workers, I think especially the one is a bit older generation mm-hmm. of mine, mm-hmm. has been uh, has been criminalized. Has yeah. been uh, yeah. Till mm-hmm. today, they still have a record of being a sex work. Mm. Um, working illegally as a sex worker, especially in bogus, in, you know, <laughs> I know, in, on the streets. Yeah, but brothel definitely. is legal though, so yeah. 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 But yeah. I think and a lot working private, but like it kind of there was all these different rules around what you could do and what you couldn't do. Correct. Like I guess the other thing, like for context, is I'm from Turtle Island, so mm-hmm. the so-called USA, uh, yeah. where it's like completely illegal and you know a lot of bad things happen. But um, so when I came over here, I instantly felt you know a lot freer. Yeah. So I think maybe I'm just coming from that background of. Yeah. Just like, oh, like super illegal to kind of like, okay, you know, so that's me. It's true. I mean, I'm, I come from Singapore, so yeah. I've done the street in Singapore. It's illegal, yeah. you know, especially with... um Gays at that time, gay mm. uh, is not even legal. Mm. So <laughs> that you you have no idea how many times I've been tr- thrown to cell just from existing, you know, as being trans women. Yeah. And um and then you know that their excuse is soliciting, even though that like, you go out to Ugh. movies, just come out from movies, and there was like plain clothes. Um, yeah. um, police just ask for your ID, and your, your ID is still male, Oof. and they just see you as oh, it's a men dressing in a dress even though you know we had all the surgeries going on already but you know what that doesn't stop us from sucking cock and make that money exactly (laughs) (laughs) so coming here I guess um, I already uh, uh, rebel to the law already in Singapore so I coming here I mean um, working in the brothel of course it's legal and then Mm. I was um, introduced to the street Mm. the street was amazing I I didn't last that long because um, I just need (laughs) to make that money um, to raise that money quickly Mm. for something Mm. and you know three months I raised that money quickly 
Easy. Uh, it was so easy yeah. because in working brothels, sometimes some brothels mm. take 60% and yeah. get 40%. Oof. Some brothels pay 50%, mm. you know, and then there's days you sit there for 11 hours and mm. there's none. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's real. So that's why <laughs> one of the local yeah. trends introduced me to the street and was like, mm. ooh, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love the dangerous, you know. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, um, Kane, how did you get into like sex work? What motivated <laughs> you? I mean, being sex worker is empowering, right? Yeah, um, but I want to know sure. why, um, mm-hmm. motivate you to be a sex worker. Oh, okay. So this is like a multifaceted answer. Mm-hmm. So, um, the not so exciting part is just like growing up being sexualized all the time. Mm-hmm. You just so, like whether, no matter where I was working, kind of like dealing with people. You know, harassing me, touching me, assuming that I was a sex worker, being like, oh, you're a stripper friend. Oh, you know, this, all this, you know, sort of nonsense. Yeah. Um, and then me being like, well, I may as well just do it anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck these guys. Yeah. Um, but... Damn, I just lost my train of thought. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, basically, yeah, it just kind of like went from that. So that was like me as a like younger person, but then as an older person, you know, you meet somebody online, you meet somebody at the club, you, wherever wherever you are, you know, in the first like eight hours of like knowing this person, they're like, "So, Kane, what are you doing tonight?" And oh. I'm like, "Well." <laughs> it's supply and demand at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like there's a market 100%. here. <laughs> Everybody's coming at me with their like, you know, little riz and stuff. I'm like, okay, let's yeah. just, uh, see what we can do with this. I yeah. Guess, you know? It works. I, I agree. I I become a sex worker because um men usually over sexualized trans women every fucking yeah. single day. Like, you know mm-hmm. what? Even I try to break it up like being a sex worker and also having a life outside of sex work. Yeah. And I just <laughs> fucked this guy the night before. The next day, mm. he came to a brothel. He didn't even know I was a sex worker. And he came to the brothel for intro. I was like, ooh, what are yeah. you doing here? We just had a great sex last night. <laughs> so that just made me like, i just going to stick to sex work. Fuck mm. free sex. Yo, for real. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Honestly, I can't lie. Like, I've had tons of free sex. But if yeah. I want to build myself, like, a pretty little rotation mm-hmm. and just be, like, one in, one out, this, that, and the next, no problem. Mm. But if I have to go out everywhere and have this weird expectation that I'm going to, like, flirt with you and flirt with you and then maybe we're going to... That's too much for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just come... You know where to find me. Come over here. <laughs> I agree. Oh my gosh. I agree. I mean, I have... I was a serial data until, Ooh. you know... Like, men are just disappointing. I mean, <laughs> as soon as they had you in their bed, they had sex with you, they ghost you. Yeah. I don't know if with, with other people, but most mm. of the trans women, yeah, they mm. always ghost you after they had sex with you. Yeah, yeah, or they get like completely obsessed, right? It's usually one or the other. Yeah, yeah but they, oh, completely obsessed yeah. is very rare, but yeah. ghosting oh, really? is oh, yeah, yeah, very true. common. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of people being obsessed, but I think also like it reflect my relationships reflect that as well. Where I've like dating somebody, you know, and I'm actually not a person who wants to fuck all the time. Yeah, but people see me as a person who wants to fuck all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, motherfuckers be. Oh, I can say that. Motherfuckers be like, oh, oh my God, it's New Year's Day. Yeah. Oh my God, let's call up Kane. Kane, I know you're freaky. Do you want to have a threesome with me and my man? Oh, actually, I feel like you need to pay me for that. No, we just want to like, well then go out, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you literally texting me at 9 a.m. on January 1st yes. asking me to have a threesome. Like, right. what is this? Right. You're not going to give me money, you know? And like, I'm... <sighs> 
I feel like I get it from all angles, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like women, like men, people in between. Yeah. You know, like I feel like generally trans people are a little bit more respectful. <laughs> you like <laughs> I feel like I don't have like the same level of like like people don't really come out of the side of their necks when they talk to me. Like oh, okay, I feel okay, like okay. I feel like there's like it's T for T, so maybe we have a little bit more to okay. a little bit more to lose. No, I I apologize. I thought you said um trans people being respected by men no but that's oh, not the no, case no no no, no. <laughs> i just like yeah if i'm going out like yeah. I, you know like because sometimes i just be out at somewhere and you know some girl like some cis girl will just like come like sit on my lap yeah. and be like "Ooh, daddy and i'm just like first and second and third <laughs> of all like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i am not your man yeah. i'm not your daddy like get off my lap yes. like what are you doing <laughs> this is weird <laughs> You know, like, oh, girl, I can relate, <laughs> bitch. Like, I'm, I'm getting all these flashbacks. Like, you know, <laughs> you know what? At the end of the day, um, still, sex work is it's a good job. It is a good job. It's a good job. Mm-hmm. It pays my bills. It pays my education. It, it um allows me to create boundaries with men. It mm. allows me to um learn about consent. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's why sex work is very empowering for me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I feel you. For me also, time. Mm. Mm. Time. The time that I get that, like, maybe I could work, like, two days it's a week flexible. at the brothel or something like yeah. that. Maybe do a few privates here or there. And then I will have, you know, what is it? There's seven days in a week. I <laughs> have five yeah. days, you know, to do other stuff. Okay. And so I feel like it has allowed me, like... I don't, I don't come from like a wealthy background or any sort of like, mm-hmm. uh, like I was on the streets at a pretty young age. Um, and that's actually where I started sex work, but that's like a kind of a different story, not for yeah. radio. Um, but being able to sort of like, I'm 32 now, being able to do sex work and sort of like make up for a lot of the time that I lost, like yeah. in my formative young adult years is really good. Cause yeah. like, like you said, I could pay for my education. Mm. Like I'm also a spoonie. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I can, you know, like throw some money down in my doctor and not have to worry about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's good. I get that's to lay good. down a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I think, um, like especially in brothels as well. When I was working in brothels in the past, mm. they also create a safe space for trans women, especially the one mm. who got disowned by their parents. So, I mean, seeking help will be different. I mean, being mm. in a brothel, living in a brothel, mm. and also working, making your own money, mm. and having a safe space there. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean. Now, well, a few of them has mm. has better education now and have mm. a good job now. Mm. The one that I actually met uh, who living in the brothel. Hey, yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So <sighs> you are a cultural consultation You're for mm-hmm. for age and art worker body worker and sex worker. Mm. What what does that even mean? Can um, you explain? Yeah. Please? So as a cultural consultant, um, like. A company, individual, whomever can consult with me. So if you want to talk about, uh, for example, if you're a healthcare worker and you want to provide more accessible healthcare for the trans people who work with you or the sex workers who come to you or the African people who come to see you, um, or, and usually I guess you would maybe contact me after maybe getting a complaint from a client saying like, oh, maybe you kind of fell short here yeah. and you want to learn how you could do better. Don't talk to that client. Hire a cultural consultant and right. pay them to do the labor. Um, <laughs> and that's that's what I do. So I've worked with Transgender Victoria. 
Cabaret as a cultural consultant. Uh-huh. I've worked with the people of Cabaret. You can hire me directly through them or you can send me an email. As a body worker, I'm a movement and massage therapist. Uh-huh. Um, so I do a lot of cool clinical stuff with that. I'm studying hypermobile, accessible, proprioceptive training. Right. Um, which basic, long story short, is a touch-based modality to... Um, uh, work with people who have connective tissue differences in a way that lends to harm reduction, so you're less likely to cause damage for that person's body. Oh, um, yeah, that's amazing. I'm so excited. Wow, I'm getting <laughs> to know you. You're getting more and more fabulous. Oh, stop. To my eyes now. <laughs> I've been following you on Instagram. Yeah. You have all these, um, you know, pole dancing. Um, art form um, <laughs> videos. It's just amazing oh, how your body is like fluid. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> go, go follow her Instagram. It was Beyonce. In- Beyonce's knees, please. Yeah, knees, please. So you can check knees. out um, Kane's uh, uh, videos. Oh, yeah, sassy videos. But let me say something as well. Sure. Like- Follow Cubby first. Oh yes, yeah. We're gonna to, we're gonna get to back events. to that. We're gonna talk about Cubby Art Party <laughs> yes. as well because I have a private account. I don't really want everybody to see. Ah, stuff. okay. But you can also hire me as your private That's dancer. That's it. A dancer <laughs> for money. Do what you want <laughs> to do within reason. <laughs> Consensual. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Um, we're gonna talk about how um. People, especially um, women and wives, uh, who judge sex workers and their hypocrisy. We're gonna talk about talk about that later when we come back. And this is Doncha by Pussycat Doll. Ooh. <laughs>
Your girlfriend was hot like me. Don't you wish your was freak like me? Don't you? Right? <laughs> Let's, you know what? This song was dedicated to the haters, yeah. especially those women, those wives who hate on sex workers. Yeah. And the polyamorous people who hate on sex yes, workers. Yes, you know, <laughs> we get that a lot. Um, mm. Um, especially, you know, those wives like judging, um, like why you want to be a sex worker? Bitch, you don't know where your husband has been, where his dick has been. Sex workers, because we know, I know. Mm, don't judge. I mean, especially, you know, I believe like every person who do a transaction, not even like with money, like, oh, babe, I want to, I want that back. So you're definitely going to suck his dick anyway. So I have to get that back, right? So, so is, that's a transaction. That's sex work. Yeah. It sure is. I think I didn't do not judge. Mm. Do you have anything to add to this? <laughs> First of all, if you really out here freaking out because you want to get those Beyonce tickets and you ain't considered fucking somebody for those Beyonce uh-huh. tickets, yo, go suck some dick for mm-hmm. Beyonce tickets. I'm telling you, mm. it's it's not that difficult. You mm. want to do it? Do it. You've been doing it all First this time. All. I mean, picking <laughs> up guys in clubs and having like yeah. drunkard sex. Yeah. And then regret the next day. Why? That's we true. we never regret because we that's get paid. True. We're like, that's bitch. That's, we wake mm. up, um, you know, hungover and there's money on the table. Mm. And like, I'm sure everybody's got their different reasons for visiting a sex worker. But mm. like, um, so I used to I used to work in a place where we sold sex toys, right? And there'd right. be couples that come in. 
And, you know, like, there's the lingerie, and then there's the back wall with the toys. Yeah. And then the couple goes to the back, and then, like, the man will, like, pick up a dildo and be like, oh, I would love to explore this. And then I see this lady have, like, a meltdown. She's like, my husband is gay. He wants to play with his booty hole. It's like, bitch, we all have booty holes. If you ain't <laughs> ever had that shit licked, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but, like, that man might just go to a brothel exactly. and, and want to have a good experience. Like, a lot of people go and hire sex workers because they want to have experiences that they can't access in their day-to-day lives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like maybe it just doesn't feel safe maybe their partner doesn't want to do it um mm. like there's also people who come through uh because they're in open relationships or they might be dating somebody who's True. asexual like i've seen all sorts of different clients but at the same time i'm just telling you marriage started as like a trafficking thing give me your youngest vir- like i'll give you my youngest virgin yeah if you give me these cows if you give me this coin if you give me mm. this and there was all the there's the industry of marriage like it's a it's a whole transactional thing yeah. like what are you sitting here telling this guy to get you like a 10 grand ring or whatever the case may yeah. be and like you know i think all all genders kind of go into this as well but i think the it's particularly annoying when women do it because there's it's like there's a um somehow it's all related yeah i know it <laughs> it's is, all like it? misogyny <laughs> <laughs> like and we and capitalism and all yeah. this kind of stuff so it's like you don't make things more difficult for the next person just because it's not your cup of tea but i'm telling you if you looked at the mirror if you looked in the mirror for long enough you would realize Hmm. that it is your cup of tea yeah like are you putting that makeup on because you want to be pretty or are you a clown that's a good point that is okay. a good point definitely um yeah Come see all- me. <laughs> <laughs> and also you know like especially guys or girls who have um used sex worker services mm. because they don't want any commitment it's just transactional yeah. it's just mm. like they have everybody have needs here everybody yeah so yeah, you know sometimes it. you just can't get it at home so you just have mm. to do it somewhere else and then, mm. you know sometimes I feel like when they have it outside mm. the marriage is a lot better because they're happier mm. maybe I don't know maybe yeah I'm not sure I don't really uh, to be honest if somebody comes to me like I don't I don't really care about their yeah. marriage status or anything <laughs> like that you're here I'm not going to pry too much yeah. you know you're going to ask me where I live and I'm going to be like that's a secret yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. <laughs> And, and um, yeah. So, do you have like the longest client who still see you till mm-hmm. today? I do. They're my private clients. That's I good. Can't say too much. Yeah, about yeah. Them, of course. I, I mean, I mean, um, yeah. how long is that? I mean, like they've been seeing you for. Um, <laughs> a good, a, a good five years. I think it's a, a good. Secret. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I'll, I'll share with you. I mean, like in the past, I have clients who've been mm. with me for fifteen years. Ooh. I know, I know. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> it hasn't been fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> it's been fifteen years, and um, I mean, like sex work, you know, is is um. There's times, of course, they don't want hamburgers every day. They want <laughs> Singapore noodles. They want something else. And I'm, you know what? Mm. I stay professional. I do not get jealous. I do not uh, mm. attach myself. It's just mm. business. Mm. But I do understand some girls are very territorial when it comes to clientele. This is why if you're a sex worker, listen from me. I mean, mm. this is why a client stay with me for 15 years because <laughs> I do not want to ask that client who you've been with, who, what have you been doing? I know that certain services like, oh, it's upgraded. So I have to do something <laughs> different now. He must be seeing someone else. So I don't mm. care. I was like, we need to spice up our sex, mm. um, um, together. I mean, mm. yeah. So that's why 
I have a few clients who stayed with me for over 10 years, like 15 years. Yeah. Yeah, so interesting. Like, I have clients that come to see me at the broth. Mm-hmm. Um, and like they're definitely my regulars, but yeah. they may also see some other girls huh. that work at the brothel mm-hmm. as well. And it's interesting because when we're, you know, when we're in like the couch area or whatever and we're talking about the same client, what I do see is that they're, the experiences are very different. Yeah. Um, and so like, you know, I know how to squirt. So yeah. that client <laughs> comes to see me because he wants to put me on the table and just make it happen for, it. It. <laughs> you know, whatever. But then he might see, you know, Daisy next door and he's just like, I just want to massage you and like, yeah. uh, you know, a little bit of missionary or something. Yeah. And me, I'm just a full porn star. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, I mean, like, I would just say like, try, if you, if you are like new to the industry. Yeah. Um, yeah, just do you. Like, yeah. try not to get too territorial because, like, that man's probably married anyway. Yeah. Um, do you know what I'm saying? A lot of them get really attached to a man, especially with the nice ones. Mm. Um, I mean, who doesn't get attached? I feel like a lot of people get attached. Like, yeah. That's part of the reason I don't date, actually. This, th- when I was a lot younger, yes, mm. of course, you know, I was mm. like this naive girl. Like, I like him. I want oh. him to be my husband. Wow. Yeah, I know. But oh my God, after a while being in the sex work industry for so long, I had this, like, fucking get a grip and create boundaries with work and I also always remind myself especially the new ones that are starting sex work Mm. do not let the work um um do not let the work um, control you. You control mm. the work. Mm. That's how it works because sometimes, you know, it's not easy to be a sex work. It does no. affect it's your work. mental health it's as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Mm. It's really hard work. Definitely 100%. Like, I actually had a client yesterday who's one of my regulars and he, he had said something to me. Um, and I don't know, I, I can't even remember the conversation we had, but I basically was just like, oh, you don't, like, you'll never have to worry about, like, picking me up at my house. And, like, the pain in his <sighs> face, like, and I was like, all right, like, I've seen, I've been seeing, like, this guy's been coming to see me for a while, for, yeah. like, multiple hours at a time. And this guy just had, like, a little heartbreak, and he was just like, I'm just gonna have to spend the rest of the bookings, like, calm down. But, like, for some reason, my heart, like, yeah. did a thing. Like, I viscerally felt this emotion he was feeling, and it was yeah. like, I had to, after I left the booking, like, I had to, like, try to, like, not cry a few times because it's like i but none of those emotions belong to me yeah it's just like you're in there like your pussy's throb yeah yeah all of these things are kind of up in the air like the hormones are going around the chemicals are going around <clears> and <throat> i had to come away from that booking and just kind of be like this literally like i don't want to see this guy on the outside yeah. i'm not sad that i'm not going to see him on the outside we yeah. just in that moment you're having this thing and so it can be difficult to differentiate in the same way that you know you might meet somebody on tinder you meet them at the club whatever they come and they dick you down it's the best sex you ever had you're making stupid decisions yeah. but that's the other reason i like the brothel because occasionally a man will come in and lay me down like i ain't ever had it before but you know what <laughs> i don't have to worry about any, yeah, any yeah. stupid nonsense yeah, on the other yeah, end yeah, of that yeah, like yeah. Was, you know, no dick making me stupid and plus time this time is good you know you don't have to stay the extra yeah. hour and not mm. getting paid because you know sometimes uh working in um privately you know you sometimes yeah. you develop friendship as well yeah so sometimes totally. yeah. we have to be the counselors sometimes mm. too and you're not getting mm. paid for the those mm. times and because mm. you know you try to be you know be be yeah be f- their friend as well mm, not just a sex mm, worker so mm. in the brothel that's, that's time point actually yeah because <laughs> i do work in community and i feel like i definitely i feel like the relationships that i build with brothel clients and like private clients are very different and even mm. within private clients is you know big difference between like 
Dave who watches NBC yeah. and like Darla who comes <laughs> to poetry night or something like yes. that. And we have very different relationships. So I can kind of go a bit deeper into my care wells mm-hmm. for privates, but at the same time, that's why the private is a little bit more expensive. You yeah. Know? And there's also the, um, it's a good thing that you charge. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I just Girl, try, uh, in the past I was like, because it's not part of my professional. Um, mm. I only do sex work and then sometimes they want to sit around and talk about, you know, their, mm. their life. Mm. So I just sit and mm. just listen and counsel mm. them and that's mm. for free. So even the brothel, there was like, babe, sorry, you know, um, yeah. you want to extend one so I can listen to you? Yeah, true. I don't know. Like, yeah. I feel like I just have to say, I don't, so I don't date, like, I haven't been, oh gosh, I haven't dated somebody since like, like, oh man, 2017 or something like Wait. that. Yeah, like, cause, cause I just don't have the emotional availability. Yeah. And it's not like I'm emotionally turned off. Like, yeah, I have of lots of friends, but my emotions go towards my friendships. I'm a, I'm a person who loves to love people and I love to spread love and give love yes. in like all the ways that I can. So whether that's like massage therapy, yeah. hosting the poetry night that I host, yeah. throwing parties, trying to show up for my friends, like, I lay in bed with my cat. I don't need another human being in there. You and know, how many cats do you have? Stuff. Just one. Okay. Just I, one. I saw as my arm. of cats. So what? I thought you have a few cats. Just one. Okay. Cute. Yeah. Oh, my cat's belly. Oh, so <laughs> oh, love that guy. Oh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're competing with that motherfucker. Yeah, saying. yeah. You know, there's a more serious um, story, but I'm just going to... Uh, we have a breaking news, so mm. we'll c- come back and discuss about it. Mm. Explosive emails expose MP's extreme right wing's views. An FOI request has revealed shocking emails from new Victorian liberal politician Moira Deming, who is on Christian crusade against sex workers and the transgender community. A Freedom of Information request from Sex Work Law Reform Victoria uncovered almost 100 emails from the former Melbourne City Councillor which attacked legal sex worker, transgender rights, abortions laws and opposing Victoria's ban on gay conversion therapy. This email sent between 2020 and 2022 frequently evoked Deming's fundamentalist Christian's views. The emails were provided to Sex Work or Law Reform, Victoria by Mountain City Councils. The dozen of emails reveal Morris Deming's intent to change Victoria's abortion laws, her fierce opposition to LGBTQIA plus rights and sex workers' rights. Overwhelmingly, she attacks the transgender rights movement. Included among the emails is detailed plan for an internal speech to a Liberal Party branch meeting. This catch of emails is a warning of what can happen when headliners secure endorsement from a major political party. These emails reveal extreme positions which are outside of the political mainstream, for example, mandatory STI testing for all sex work clients prior to each visit to a sex worker, or her claim that she won liberal pre-selection due to divine intervention. The Victorian Liberal Party dumped Bernie Finn last year for his extreme views on abortion. Sex work law reform Victoria suggests they also dumb deeming in the same way. 
Let's discuss. Ew. Yeah. Let's talk ew, about ew, this, ew. bitch. <laughs> this was like two days ago when, um, two days ago. yeah, um, sex food law reform exposed, um, ew. yeah. I mean, the first thing I want to say is like, clearly, the whoever was like, mandatory STI testing, like, must, like, I don't know about other people, but I perform STI screenings on my clients. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) if you're informed about STIs, like, that's, that's kind of all that you need. Sometimes, you know what? So impractical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Agree. (laughs) You ain't ever pulled a foreskin back, baby. Like, you ain't ever got out that flashlight before. (laughs) Like, (laughs) this is why you don't judge sex work because we know what risk we are taking. Exactly. Yeah. And I forget. I I don't know what the actual study was, but I could probably find it, put it somewhere. But statistically, um, sex workers have less STIs than people who be out like just having casual sex. Like we get tested more yeah. routinely, and you know, part of the reason that the with the decrim that yeah. it's not required for sex workers to you know do the three month STI testing yeah. all the time yeah. is just because there's a obviously enough information that the community does go get tested more so than everybody else. 100%. So it doesn't have to be policed, you know? Agree. I mean, like, when I was a sex worker, I was... I I take tests every three months. Um, mm. And I also was on PrEP as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I was on PrEP because... You never know. Yes, yeah, true. especially mm-hmm. um, being a trans sex because, you know, mm-hmm. you take anal sex. Mm-hmm. There is a big risk as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, you don't know if the condoms broke. It has, yeah. it has been in the past a few times uh, with me yeah. personally, but yeah. that's why oh, when yeah. PrEP was there, I said, like, why well. not? Why why yeah. don't I just take it? Yeah. yeah. That's something I'd like to learn more about to see. Yeah. Because stealthing is so real. Like, yes. It's I something mean, that sex workers it's, I, I always believe, you know, preventing is better than um, mm-hmm. treatment. Um, mm-hmm. I have a few friends who... In the past, we've been a sex worker and mm. caught HIV. Mm. And, you know, it's great that um, there's a lot of um, good um, medical um, mm. stuff right now for HIV. Mm. And, you know, you can't contract. If mm. you're on treatment, you cannot um, contract another mm. person with um, their their disease. Mm. But, you know what? Like I said, it's easier to prevent. Yeah, so totally. the PrEP is actually pretty good to prevent you from getting uh, contact HIV. But yeah. you know what? If you think that you are at risk, mm. um, like you had sex today and you thought, oh my God, I think I'm at risk. So mm. just go to a sexual health clinic mm. tell them that you're at risk they will provide you with this medication mm. um, like for what I think probably like Melbourne f- Sexual Health Clinic yeah Melbourne Damn. Sexual Health Clinic it's all free and confidential mm. you can even fake your name as well if you don't mm. want to use your um, legal name um, and then they will provide you with um, uh, 30 days of pills that you have mm-hmm. to take every day mm-hmm. um, to kill those virus that you think that you're at risk yeah, yeah. very cool and, and there's like, a bit of educa- education there <laughs> yeah totally I mean it was it was interesting. I didn't. Um, I have never taken prep, but I was actually dating um, somebody who was HIV positive for a, quite a long period of time, um, and we were sort of like discussing the ins and outs of that. And then like the relationship like broke down for other reasons. But it's just really good to know that there's things out there. Like there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of stigma against people with HIV, which is so stupid. Like first of all, y'all, we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic, and I know not all y'all's wearing your mask. You out here literally raw dogging the air, <laughs> and that's just gonna kill you probably faster than HIV if you can. Contract it. Mm, so mm-hmm. get it together. Don't judge people with HIV. Exactly. Don't do that shit. That's gross. I agree. <laughs> I hate that shit. Like yeah. that's so stupid. It, it's you, true. You can't. And you could live for. You could live for. 10 years before the virus ever shows up like my it's friend not, is it has has it for 20 years maybe even longer mm. and you know what she's still 
kick in. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of people in the community. Yeah. You like, ew, just, yeah. Educate yourself. Educate yourself. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Like people used to say like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, HIV positive I said mm. yeah okay thank you for sharing yeah. I'm not afraid of you yeah, <laughs> yeah. like some people were like oh my god don't touch me like fuck you yeah, yeah sorry just, yeah it's just so, swearing no no I mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. fuck you like, <laughs> like literally, really we're out here with this sort with this, this airborne virus and people yeah. are still you know sharing ciggies with each other sharing mm-hmm. vapes with each other like even that like you're vaping you're smoking like maybe you'll get cancer I don't know like there's there's all of these things in the world like it's risky to be a human being it's risky to be alive and like moving through the world and sometimes things happen there's no reason that like one or two things need to be so criminalized you know HIV getting pregnant at a young age like they're so demonized and the like civilians like all of us just like the proles moving you know through the streets and stuff the laws that are actually in place are really reflections of like the the broader the broader spectrum of like what people are believing so you know if you want freedom in one area you have to fight for your freedoms in other areas in order to make it sustainable and like just i don't know like can we just keep it all making sense yeah you know like just yeah. keep it all making sense i don't want to hear anybody talking you know about what? this HIV is what anymore. um actually moira deeming can actually learn from she mm-hmm. needs to educate herself especially with sex work mm-hmm. um know the difference between sex sex trafficking and mm-hmm. consensual sex worker mm-hmm. and you know she actually is trying to seek to destroy popular and progressive victorian government reforms that mm-hmm. aim at protecting range of humans rights here mm-hmm. so it's not happening, bitch. Nope. No, it's not happening. We're going to keep um, exposing you mm. and, you know, the things that you said about trans people, the mm. LGBT people and about abortion. Yeah. Like, <laughs> bitch. Well, I, I just, I just want her to listen to this. If you actually get raped and you got mm. pregnant, what are you going to do with that baby? You, you tell me. It's either, at least if you have a choice, it's either you want to get rid of it or you want to keep it. Mm. But if you're going to have this abortion law, then that person don't have a choice. Mm. And then it's, it's illegal to have abortion too. Yeah. And the other thing as well is like the, the like <laughs> line between a consensual, uh, sexual interaction and sexual assault, molestation and rape. Mm. Like things happen in a minute and people, People, people live like like it's, it's risky to be a human being. Like, yeah. um, and it's it's the other thing is it's like it's not like yeah obviously like no, getting pregnant after being raped is probably one of the most you know difficult things that somebody can sort of face. But yeah. um, you know, there's also a lot of people like if you if you just look at the statistics of homelessness in yeah. Melbourne, like mm-hmm. a lot of those people are youth mm-hmm. and who are facing persecution by you know a, a, a religious upbringing of some sort. And when you have youth who are on the street, young people who are on the street, impressionable pe- people, people who are um, uh, still in their formative years and their adolescence, you know, there's a lot of people who do something that we call survival sex work. And that's, yeah. you know, you're sleep, you, you know, you want to go find a place to stay and mm. some, you know, cunty man sees you on the street mm. and he, people can tell, you know, p- there's a lot of, there's a lot of adults out here who just are very abusive of each yeah. other and of youth people. Yeah. And there are people who are predatory and will say, oh, well, you can come. And even homeless shelters, I can't even tell you how many homeless shelters I left during my young years yeah. because I would go there 
there and the people who ran it were like, you know, you can come live with me and be you know, my girlfriend and this, that, and the next. And like, there's, a, there's, there's a huge, no, no, there's like a huge, there's a huge amount of, oh. of people who survive, or who, um, are, uh, groups that are meant to provide yeah. care for people mm. who are in high risk situations. But instead, um, it's this, this beginning of, of human trafficking where they withhold primary resources, resources needed for survival unless something else is given. And we see this sort of like, I guess it like manifests in all these sort of different ways. Like, you know, you, you might have a boss, you know, who says like, well, if you don't fuck me, I'm not going to give you the promotion, but there's people who are having sex to survive. And, um, I don't know about the situations here, but like in the USA, like, let's just say, you know, you're from fucking North Dakota or some shit like that. And you go over to California because you're homeless and you're just going and going and going, trying to get something or whatever. And then you get pregnant in California um, if you don't have like, well, of course you wouldn't have private healthcare if you like, but you can't get an abortion there because you're not a resident of that state. And so you can't actually access that care. Um, and so it's so much more, you know, you don't have to get raped and get pregnant to be able to have an abortion. And I think like there's a lot of, um, and understandably, like there's a lot of focus on sort of the extreme situations, um, that put somebody um, in a place where they need to make a decision. But I think it's really important to look at the whole conversation with nuance. And when you're talking to your friends about, uh, about abortion and about yeah. just healthcare access, yeah. um, to, to look at the nuances of the situations, um, because regardless of how you got pregnant, um, you should be able to get an abortion if you yeah. need one. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, you, just, women should have options. You know, yeah. it's your body, it's your yeah. rights. You sh- you should make um, that decision for yourself. Yeah, not about this some um, bullshit from this Moira Deming who yeah. who believe that you know being Christian that is you know um is it, is not right to have yeah. an abortion. Like, which fuck. is which is like actually kind of I don't want to be like it's funny, but like <laughs> the funny thing is like this is a colony, bitch. Yeah. Like y- all y'all Christian forefathers, whatever the fuck it is that y'all are doing be like oh my god the queen says and then you like ran off and like you know, the crusades and all this like d- bullshit that like christians and catholics were doing to like dominate the world and you know how you did that you went in and you raped and you pillaged and like you trafficked people you moved slaves around you 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 and it's still happening you know like children are being re- taken all the time you know like just I don't, I don't know who I'm talking to, but if you are you feeling any type of way about this, use the internet, baby. Google it. Look at what you're supporting when you're saying that it's like your religious beliefs. Your religious beliefs a lot of times are inherently violent. Like that's why this colony is here is because of this long held, very um, religious belief of purity and black versus white and dark versus night and saviorism and all of this kind of stuff. A lot of the the um adoption agencies that function throughout the Western colonies um, are really just coercive. You know, they it's like, oh, we're pro-life and all of this sort of stuff. And they just want to obtain a baby and then give it and and give it to parents who then pay the adoption agency like lots of money to have this baby. And then the mother just gets cast out onto the street like no big fucking deal. And that's a that's trafficking. That's a problem. And that's what the the, uh, a lot of um, Christians with fundamental, you know, quote unquote, fundamental beliefs and, and the you know, big power banks, this is what they do. So, you know, it's all that to say, it's just bogus. It's just bogus. (laughs) 
feeling in touch with your religious side? Wanting to rid yourself of sin? It's your lucky day because God is a trans woman. Amen. Sasha Saide. And Jesus is non-binary, binary, binary. Jacob Gamble. Join, Join us on Queering the Air every, every Sunday from 3 to 4 p.m. Queer and trans, arts, politics, pop culture, and everything in between. Only on 3CR Community Radio. Come, Come worship at the altar of your queerness desires. It lingers when we're done. You believe God is the one. Yes. So, uh, Kane, let's talk about something lighter, yes, right? Yes, take a deep breath. Yes, take <laughs> a deep back. breath. Yes, let's come back. <laughs> let's talk about Cubby Art Party. The fabulous Cubby Art Party. Yes. Resistance by partying. Um, yeah, so Cubby Art Party was just an idea that I had in 2019, and then it grew arms and legs, and I'm chasing it. And... It's exactly what it sounds like. It's an art party, and um, it's a celebration of people who make art from um, especially IPOC communities, AIPOC, African Indigenous People of Color communities, queer communities, HIV positive communities, yeah. formerly homeless communities, and it's just it's celebrating art at, at every stage of an artist's life. Like you don't have to be like a fully you know established went to art school this yeah. that, and the next in order to do it. So it's so it's more like it like a art performance. Or everything, and anything, everything, art. everything, art. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the first one, um, I was in my apartment and I got all my friends together um, and was like, let's have a party. I used the excuse of my birthday, but I just wanted to see people get together and like make art babies with each yeah, other. Yeah, so yeah. we had like a multilingual spoken word. Mm. We had DJs. Um, we've had performance artists, um, sort of like day exhibitions. Yeah. Um, we also have like a digital exhibition uh, with Black Dot. And recently, most recently, and probably for the it's rest of It's a great of- venue, that Black Dot. It is, yeah, isn't yeah, it? I think yeah. I'm undergoing some uh, construction at the yes, moment. Yes, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Renovation. I'm very excited yes. to see what happens. Um, but what Cubby's doing now is we're doing something called Spoken Word at Murmur Library. Right. And it is fortnightly. We're actually having one tomorrow. Okay. Every other Monday. And it's Auslan Interpreted. Um, Amazing. So, yeah, it's pretty exciting. It's very <laughs> inclusive. I like this party already. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're trying our best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really interesting and cool learning curve, uh, trying to open up the accessibility. And with the spoken words, is it like mm. open to anything? Like, is there any restrictions? Um, anybody can come read, but like, I'm that person. Like, if you get up there and you say something racist or sexist, yeah, I'm going to okay. be like, racist, of you know, from the crowd. Yeah. Um, but anybody can read because of the, because of the fact that we're doing Auslan interpretation um, we're asking everybody to email a PDF of their poem Mm-mm. to the Cubby email that way we can send it to the interpreters they can yeah. do a better uh, a better job at getting the meaning across right Oh, amazing. So tomorrow, what time? Tomorrow from 7 to 9 p.m. at Murmur Library inside Kynes, Brunswick. Okay. So do do, do people need to like sign up or register or um, get tickets? No, no, nope. nope, it's free to come. <laughs> <laughs> Why you love? What's so funny? It's never free to come. <laughs> 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 I was like... <laughs> 
free to share. Um, but because again, it is Auslan interpreted and we do want our interpreters to do, to be able to, uh, access the poems, you can send a copy of the poem to, to our email. Yeah. And that will be live on the night as well. So where can people find this email? Your, um, so our Instagram is cubby art. C- Party. So C U B B Y art party. That's right. Yeah. Um, and if you remember that already, that's great. Um, it's at gmail.com. Okay. So, um, yeah, tomorrow night. Yay. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad somebody messaged me like, sorry, I'm not going to be able to make it tomorrow. And I was like, oh my God, it's tomorrow, not next week. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you have a few people that is uh, registered to, um, do a spoken words tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Very excited. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's amazing. Really mm. I, I've only done spoken words performance just once before in my life. Mm. It was a challenge when, um, midsummer a couple of years ago is, was, we just came up from the uh, lockdown mm. and then um, spoken words performance and then they reached out to us at 3CR and then um, and then the challenge was like I love challenges so that was my oh. f- yeah it's something that I wrote when I was in a, a very dark place um, years years ago yes I would love to yeah, I call it um, the title was um, Selfish it's about being selfish and why you need to be selfish. Word. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, come read it. Yeah, That'd I would love to. Oh my gosh. That was two years ago, but yeah, I would love yes. to use, read, uh, reread that piece. Um, because I, I thought that it was very powerful. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. I'm sure more of your power. Yay. Do it. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, yeah. Day. And you know, um, it's almost coming to an end, but I want, mm. just want to say happy world pride. Happy World Pride. <laughs> Happy World Pride, everyone. And yeah. um, do you have anything lined up for, you know, um, with the World Pride, Sydney World Pride? Um, no, I'm not I'm not directly involved. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm flat out. Okay. I did watch the Mardi Gras yesterday. It was, um, it was very moving because, you know, mm. it's been three years that um, the Mardi Gras was at the stadium. But mm. it was back to the street where it should mm. be. Um, I've, I've done Mardi Gras hits of time in the past. So I was like, I'm too old for this. Oh. So, <laughs> so whenever someone invite me for Mardi Gras, I like, mm, I don't know. It's a bit yeah, too much yeah. for me. But yesterday was a bit emotional for me because mm. he's having all these flashbacks and mm. looking f- forward that how far the queer community have come. Mm. Like from the day uh, in the seventies where Gay is not even legal. Mm. Mm. So, but with me, I got invited as a scholar. Uh, I got, I won a scholarship for Human Rights Conference <gasps> at Sydney World Pride. <laughs> I know. Yes, I applied three months ago and I haven't heard from them. I was like, oh, oh it must be a thousand because it's international too. So oh. a lot of people from all the activists internationally around the world will be applying for it. Mm. I didn't think I'm going to get selected, but three yeah. weeks ago I received an email like, oh, you, congratulations. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So I'll be going to the human rights conference. Yes. yes. Congratulations. Thank are you. you. Are you speaking? Yes, I'll be speaking as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you able to tell us like your topic? That okay. So I'll be, or? um, I'll be promoting, um, um, 
the project that we have uh, been doing is called transfem.com.au. It's about yes. um, fighting um, um, violence against women. Mm. Um, it's an online resource. And, um, yeah, I want to talk more about it and get it more mainstream because yes. I don't think um, there's any outlet out there, especially mm. online, mm. that um, resources like this mm. are by trans women for trans women, by trans women. Mm-hmm. Of course, we have some resources by, you know, cis p- people, um, yeah, but not by... Same. This is from <laughs> yeah. live experiences. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we want to get um, that, um, that word more out there uh, mm. internationally. So can I s- just... Um, let people know what Human Rights Conference is all about. Um, yes. It's about, yeah, conference ever to help, you know, the Human Rights Conference ever to be held in the Southern Hemisphere. Wow. The oh, conference wow. will be immersed and fast-paced, taking place in multiple spaces across three levels of Sydney International mm-hmm. Convention Centre. The program will combine inspiring keynotes, panels, roundtables with interactive workshop performances and facilitated networking events. Mm-hmm. This will be the largest Convergence of human rights defender, community members, government, politicals, representative, philanthropists, and corporate leaders committed LGBTQIA plus rights ever held in Asia Pacific. Wow. And together, this conference will be an opportunity to create the world that is safe, free, and equal for everyone, mm. no matter who we are, who we are, or what we are, mm. what sex ca- Characteristic we were born with. Mm. There will be 60 local international presenters, including LGBTQIA plus campaigners and activists, First Nation leaders and elders, policy and lawmakers, elected officials, researchers and academics. Icons of their movement, pride leaders and change makers will represent uh, and inspire including trans and gender diverse people, First Nation people and grassroots campaigners. The presenters hail from all corners of the globe, from the Caribbean and North America to Europe, Asia and Middle East, Pacific and Sub-Saharan Africa. Massive. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I'm getting goosebumps already reading this. I'm excited. Yeah, this is this is massive. That's, yeah, that's huge. It is, right? Well I was done, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and my application with the email that I sent, the application, it wasn't that even long. I would just like, mm-hmm. I would like to take my uh, advocacy and my mm-hmm. activism uh, to the next level. That's, yeah. that was my main words. And I guess that, that works. Oh, yeah, I know. The world is so blessed <laughs> to have you. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> You're so cool. <laughs> Thanks, baby. So, yes, I'm excited to be at World Pride next week. Yay. Wow. If you, if you see me, come and say hi. Yeah. I'll be partying as well with Miss Catalina. Okay. Yeah, she will be DJing a few places. Uh, yeah. one of them will be on the 1st of March at Kaftana at Ivy Pool. Um, yeah, at Ivy, poop is a pool party. So, I, are you <laughs> coming? Are you coming? I, I need to like sort myself out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then um, yeah, and then on Saturday will be that Bondi beach parties. Oh, yeah. Um, and then on Sunday, of course, the parade um through the um uh, Sydney Harbour Bridge. Yeah, like that would be amazing. Yeah. I know, so I got. I thought, you know what? I I'm done with Mardi Gras, but I'm gonna make time for this one. It's a one-off thing as well. So yeah. Yeah, you never know where it's gonna take you. That right? Yeah. You never know. I mean, yes, I'm excited. Good. Uh, I I'm gonna go home and pack. Yes. <laughs> I haven't packed yet. Yes. 
Yes. So what's the future of Kane? Tell us. Oh gosh. Yes. <laughs> We got one What minute. Yes. Um. Oh goodness. I don't know. Um. I just just gonna keep studying. Uh, keep studying. Uh, body work, remedial massage therapy, and. Pole dance until I drop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cuddle my cat. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Don't forget to follow Cubby uh, Art Party on yes. Instagram and you can check out the fabulous Kane um, <laughs> dancing on the pole dance and all the fabulous parties. All right. Next up will be uh, Salam Radio with Myrna.